Welcome to the Walleye World Podcast by the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association, your source for walleye fishing starting in Lake St. Clair and beyond. My name is Rob Barnes, and this week we'll be talking to some of our club leadership about our club history, where we come from, where we're going, and spring fishing tactics in southeastern Michigan. So stay with us as the conversation starts and we get into this week's program. Welcome to the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association podcast. This is our first episode ever. My name's Rob Barnes, and I'm on the board of directors with the club. And the purpose of this podcast is to discuss where we're going as a club, where we come from, and talk about some of the things we're doing this spring to promote the sport, walleye fishing, and get more folks to engage. So to get things started, we'll just kind of go along the table. I've got some leaders in the club that are key to where we're going. Um, I'll start with myself, Rob Barnes. I'm a board member. Um, I got started walleye fishing growing up with my dad. And uh, this is how I got into this club here, too. I've been a member for over 15 years, kind of lost interest in fishing in college. But uh, when I graduated, I landed a good job back here and uh, started my career here and got right back into it. And what really hooked me was fishing Lake St. Clair, Canadian side, Stony Point, trolling good old number five spinner blades over offshore boards and getting over 50 fish with longtime member Keith Critch and my father. So... Since then, I've been uh, hooked and been part of this club and uh, trying to do more and more to help us grow. So we'll go around the table and talk about some of the members here and the key leaders. Hi, I'm Rich Benson. I'm the current president of the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. I've uh, been fishing since I could walk, um, introduced to the sport by my dad and mom. And, uh, you know, this was my home waters. I uh, spent many summers out on Harsons Island and... Uh, fishing the canals and the bays, and then uh, out on the lake with my dad, trolling uh, in the old Starcraft there, uh, right by the spillway in Metro Beach, and uh, it's just progressed from there, and uh, all the way uh, all the way around the lake now, we fish the Canadian side, and way down there in the Detroit River, Lake Erie, all the way up to St. Clair and the Huron, Saginaw Bay, you name it, um, and uh, I really got involved with the club, uh, just off the internet a few years ago, probably about 11, 12 years ago, and uh, I wanted to find something, uh, you know, some people with uh, similar interests, and uh, I got involved with the club when uh, they offered kids camp, and uh, I put my son's name in for it. He was selected. Uh, he went to camp, had a, had a wonderful time, and then uh, I decided to get more involved with the club from there, and uh, I became a board member a couple years later and vice president a year after that. And then uh, I've been the president of the club for the past three and a half years. And uh, I've done a lot with the club in, in that time. And I owe a lot of that uh, to the board members that served underneath me. And uh, one of them is right here. He's my current vice president. His name's Tim Muir, and I'm going to pass the mic to him now. Wow, putting on the pressure. Yep. yep. Tim Muir, current vice president, joined the club six years ago now, but um, when I was a kid, my dad and uncles were members, so I guess that makes me a legacy. <laughs> but I grew up fishing walleye in Algonac in the St. Clair River, and um, that's where I cut my teeth with my dad and uncles, and right now my current role is vice president, but I've also held recording secretary and board member, and I pretty much do most things club-related at this point in time. So... <laughs> Well, newsletter editor, I, 
one of the chairmen for our bingo fundraiser. I'm our MUCC committee liaison and Lake Erie Lake St. Clair Fisheries Committee liaison. I can't, that's about it right now. So I'm a busy guy. You can, oh, website administrator and one of the Facebook admins. So if you send an email to the club, we keep them busy. I will get it. So I'm here doing this now and I'm looking to have some fun. I don't know how I'm going to follow those intros, but uh, <laughs> my name is Jeff Vantori. I'm uh, currently on the board of directors for the Lake, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. I've been a member for three years now, and uh, it's a great club. Um, Lake St. Clair is in my backyard, so you know, there's no better way to uh, get to be a part of um, you know the walleye association with the home with your home water in your backyard. Uh, I've been walleye fishing since I was a little kid up north. My grandfather really got me uh, got me into walleye fishing. I remember uh, being up north in Alpena on Long Lake and Land Lakes and and fishing with him and having a good time and it's just. Like Rob said, I got away from it for a little bit and then just really started getting back into it when I got a little bit older and uh, it took off. So now I fish Michigan Walleye Tour and some, some other circuits around here, Matthews Walleye Circuit, and this year I'll be fishing uh, National Walleye Tour up in Saginaw Bay. And just really want to see this uh, this club explode on this great body of water we have in our backyard. So that's, that's pretty much all I got. Nice. Yeah, so one of the common themes you'll notice here is that all of us go back and we've had family that have poured the passion of walleye fishing into into us and the, into our being and what we do and that's why a lot of us do what we do why we're on leadership positions when this club so we are a family club and we're serious about conservation and that's part of our DNA as an organization so I think this is a good natural transition point to have the club president talk about some of the club history um, the reasons for our existence and kind of where we're going Okay, um, back in 1976, Lake St. Clair was a much different body of water than what we have today. Um, this is before the zebra mussels and the round goby invaders, you know, all foreign or uh, invasive species. And there was also one other thing. On the Canadian side of the lake, there was commercial netting that was conducted by the Canadians. Okay, and... Uh, they put out gill nets and trap nets and everything else. And as we all know, commercial fishing, especially in a body of water like Lake St. Clair, could have a detrimental effect to the fish populations. The founders of the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association met actually in the high school gym of South Lake High School in July of 1976. That was their very first meeting, and they had a little newsletter, and it was a, a true grassroots effort. Um, with the help of other groups in Canada, other conservation and sportsmen's groups, and political pressure from both sides of the lake, um, they were able to, within a couple of years, commercial fishing was banned in the lake by regular commercial fishing. The Indians, um, which would be the Wapu Island Indian Reservation, they actually still do some commercial fishing, but it's more of a sustenance type of fishing. Um, it doesn't have that much of an effect on the lake itself, but those are treaty rights, so you know we don't touch that. We're not gonna, we're not even gonna breach that issue. But um, since then, we've switched our goals or our purpose to conservation, education, and protecting and preserving what we have. Um, as far as like preserving and protecting for the future, we have a stocking pond on uh, Salford Air National Guard base every year. We receive walleye fry, usually about 300,000. 
walleye fry from the DNR. They put them in late April, and they go into the pond. They stay in there for six to eight weeks. They come out. They take samples. They see the development of the fry, and they decide when it's time to harvest them. And they come in with small nets, and they net them out, and they bag them up, and they take them out, and they plant them or stock them into other area lakes that they see a potential for walleye fishing. We don't get to decide where these fish go, but it's uh, an effort to spread walleye fishing to more people than just uh, Lake St. Clair. And they are extremely grateful that we do this, and we, we have a good time doing it. And um, it just helps preserve and you know protect the uh, sport of fishing for the future. And there's other clubs throughout the state that do the same thing. They, they, they help the DNR stock. Um, we also, education, we teach kids how to fish. We have a couple outings every year. We have one in July. It's the last Sunday in July. And then um, weather permitting in January, we have our kids ice outing. And that's always the last uh, Saturday, yeah, the last Sunday in uh, January. And uh, we kind of plan that every year. You know, we're, we're always hoping for good ice. This past year, we were able to do it. Uh, we had good ice out on the lake, nice weather. It was pretty warm. About 100 kids came out. And then um, in the summertime, we usually get 100 kids also. And uh, we always take them out, give them rods and reels, bait, food, refreshments. And, uh, you know, we, we always offer a little something more. This past winter, we gave every child that came out ice fishing whether they had a pole or not or needed one or not every child that wanted a fishing pole they left with a brand new ice fishing rod with a jig on it and uh, we had a little prize raffle from uh, prizes donated by all our gracious sponsors and uh, in the summertime we uh, we do pretty much the same thing we just had we have our rods and reels we spend the day out at uh, Lake St. Clair Metro Park and the kids fish all day long and the the kid that catches the largest fish we have mounted um, St. Clair Flats Taxidermy has been a longtime club sponsor of ours, and they mount that fish every year for free. Okay, so we keep on trying to introduce more anglers to the sport, get them hooked on fishing. Okay, much better, much better they're out there fishing or, you know, just being outdoors than at home sitting there doing nothing. So, um, we support clean water initiatives, and. Um, we're at DNR meetings. We go to uh, like the Lake Erie watershed meetings, and uh, we have Rep Representative Steve Marino coming to our meeting to uh, update us on all these efforts as well. He's going to be our June speaker um, at our general membership meeting, and uh, you know we we get quite a few things, especially whenever there's a big storm. And there's a lot of runoff into the lake. Everybody gets concerned that, oh, gosh, the lake's polluted. It's contaminated. And look at all that brown water. Oh, that brown water is just mud. It's just stirred up. And uh, that lake is actually doing very, very well right now. Um, fish populations in the past couple of years have exploded. We have a very high water table right now, as many people know. And um, when the water goes up, the fish populations go up. There's a lot more nutrients and food in the water. And uh, the DNR fisheries biologist by the name of Todd Willis is going to be at our May meeting to give a talk about that. And he's going to tell us, you know, the certain factors, what's going on, and, you know, why things happened and 
what what we can expect in the future. And uh, we heard this talk already at a District 8 meeting for the, uh, the MUCC. And uh, what it looks like is we're in for a few very good years of fishing coming up here. Anybody that fished the uh, St. Clair system last year knows this, the St. Clair and the Detroit and Lake Erie system. They're all interconnected, all the fish interchange. And uh, Todd is just telling us, hey, the, the bait fish numbers are way up. So as the bait fish number goes up, your predators and everything that feeds you know, on the, the food chain of the lake, your perch numbers are going to go up, your walleye, your pike, and your muskie numbers are going to go up. Even your sturgeon numbers are going to go up. Um, and that's another thing that points to a healthy system. Our lake sturgeon numbers have rebounded in recent years. At one time, the lake sturgeon in the St. Clair system were almost uh, extinct. They considered them highly endangered. Now through uh, conservation and the water being clean because they're a bottom feeder. And in the days past, there used to be a lot of contamination. Now you go out, you go out on Lake St. Clair, you see them breach out of the water all the time. They shoot straight up out of the water like a missile. And it's like, wow, what was that, you know? And people that don't know what they are, they, they're like, well, you know, did you see that? They, because you got a four, five, six-foot fish breaching out of the water just like a whale. It's, it scares, uh, scares the heck out of you. But uh, there's other things, there's other indicators, too, about a healthy system. And one that uh, kind of scares people is they see these little lampreys that come up on the fish. They're four, five, six inches long slightly brown in color, and they believe that they're a sea lamprey. Well, they're actually not. Those are what's called a chestnut lamprey. I caught quite a few walleye this past summer that had them attached. If your water's not clean, and I mean very clean, you do not have chestnut lampreys. They are a native fish to this water, or yeah, it is actually a fish, but um, they are native to this water, and if the water's not clean, you do not have those. Okay, if there's contaminants, they're highly susceptible to those. So a resurgence of these small lampreys, and they don't get big. They, you know, yeah, they are a predator on the, the game fish that we're seeking, and, you know, they're not a target, but that's one, another indicator of a clean and healthy system. Yes, there are problems. There are sewage overflows and things of that nature. Those are going to happen. Um, but we are looking at a very healthy lake right now. The, the water is super clear. I was talking about the invasive species earlier. Um, that's something we couldn't control that came in through the uh, St. Lawrence Seaway once they opened up to foreign shipping a long time ago, especially after they opened up to ships that were seeing the Black Sea where they're native to. Okay, um, We have quite a, a long history of the education and the preservation and all that. And a big part of uh, like the future, talking about these, getting these kids involved, we send kids every year to the MUCC summer camp at Cedar Lake. And uh, that's a camp that's been running since 1946. And they estimate it was either 30 or 50,000 kids. I can't remember what the figure was. I thought it was 30. Yeah, it, I believe it was 30,000 kids have been through the MUCC camp since its introduction. And uh, that's a lot of kids. So it's a lot of people that are running around with all these great memories of camp. And uh, we donate every year to that camp. We send kids. Last year, we sent 12 uh, kids out there for camping for a week. And uh, the year before, we sent 10. And we also donate uh, to help keep that camp running. 
this past year, our board decided it would be a good idea to invest in uh, restoring one of the buildings that had some water damage to its foundation. So we donated $4,000 this past February at the MUCC President's Meeting. And uh, we got a lot of fanfare out of that. Quite a few of the clubs came up and congratulated uh, us on that. And uh, we're hoping that they would follow our lead and go back to their clubs and say, hey, look what these guys did. Why don't we become a part of this? And uh, I always close my, out my newspaper articles. My, we call it my president corner. And that's, uh, that's my tagline at the end is, uh, this is your club. Be part of it. And I mean it. You know, you go out and find your little part, what you can do. Some guys can some guys can dedicate 12, 20 hours a week, a month, or two hours a year. But wherever your part is, you can find it and you can do something. You know, you can get out there and be part of it. You know, we're not asking for everybody to go all out, but we'll take what we can get. So, um, you know, like Tim, you know, he said he's been in the club six years. He's actually become a huge part of it, and, uh, you know, a lot of things wouldn't happen without him. So, how about we hear a little bit from Tim? You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Rich summed it up good. I mean, the MUCC President's Dinner was really good. Um, the reception went really well. I'll be heading to um, the, con the MUCC Annual Convention in June, and with me, hopefully, I'll be taking a resolution to have MUCC work with us and the DNR and whoever to uh, help get a boat ramp installed or constructed on uh, Belle Isle because as we know the uh, access to the Detroit River especially in the north end uh, honestly sucks. I mean we have St. Jean which is small but decent and that's about it. Alter Road you can launch there. It's um, kind of sketchy at times and or launch at Nine Mile and drive your boat all the way around so that being said I don't, I don't know hopefully we can get it done yeah you don't want to take your boat all that all that way and uh detroit is a the detroit river is a wonderful waterway um it it hosts the largest run of walleye in north america there is no other place that compares to the detroit river for the qu the quantity and the quality of fish that are in that system and uh Lake St. Clair being attached to it, it, it feeds it, and it, that's the same thing. And Lake St. Clair is a very good walleye lake, uh, but in my opinion, it is the best lake, hands down, on a day in and day bit, day in and day out basis, for all species. You know, there's there may be a better perch lake out there. I, I know there is. Um, I don't think there's a better better bass or musky lake in North America. People come here from all around to fish for bass and and to fish for walleye uh, or I'm sorry muskie and uh, there's also the, the the lake sturgeon there's a the limited season on those in the St. Clair River most guys practice uh, catch and release for muskie bass and the sturgeon um, and uh, you know it just goes to show what what type of water way we have when Every day there's somebody trying to get on that lake or fish one of the rivers. You can, nearly every day of the year, you can find somebody fishing somewhere. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to promote more access to it, which on the north end of the Detroit River is very, very limited at times. Um, the St. Jean Ramp, when the, the walleye run is at its peak, there is 
sometimes a two and three hour wait to get your boat in the water and the same getting it out. So uh, that's a goal of ours is to take that resolution that Tim was talking about, take that and uh, try and get the DNR to build us a, a new launching facility on Belle Isle, not just for the walleye guys, but for the bass guys, the musky guys, even the perch guys. There's some very good perch fishing right there at that mouth of the river. And uh, just recreational boaters in general. And uh, the Detroit River is a very, it, it's a very unique river. You can go from seeing mansions on one side of the river to heavy industrial, downtown areas, back into wildlife. You can see wildlife right on the Detroit River that you think you may have to travel, you know, hundreds and thousands of miles to see. Just a few weeks ago, I was down in the vicinity of Fox Creek, which is the foot of Alter Road, and there was three bald eagles that were chasing each other through the trees and everything else, and they were actually feeding on the ducks that congregate there in the open water. Um, other times, we've seen beavers in some of the canals, muskrats. Um, you do see osprey occasionally along the Lake Erie and Detroit River shoreline, as well as up near Harrison's Island. Pheasants. Pheasants. Oh my gosh, everywhere. Detroit has the largest pheasant population of all of Michigan, I believe, other than going to a rooster ranch. And you will see the biggest pheasants in the world. And Detroit itself, uh, a lot of it is growing up now. Um, there's fields and forests growing where neighborhoods used to be. It's not uncommon to see deer, fox, coyote, pheasants, and all sorts of wildlife. So uh, we have quite a unique area in uh, Belle Isle. Is that polished that gem? They keep on. A lot of people call it an unpolished gem, but it's it's actually quite uh, quite the shiny stone in my eyes. So okay. uh, we just like to add a little bit more to it with uh, a boat launch there. And you know, we don't want to take anything away from the rest of the island, and you know, have it have it constructed in an area that isn't used much off to the north uh, the northeast end possibly. Um, we're willing to help the DNR in any way that we can. So, Just a couple things that you probably caught on to. As a club, we're very serious about conservation, promoting access to fishing opportunities for all fishermen. And uh, we're very passionate about, obviously, walleye clubs in our title. That's what we're about. And uh, if some of the, the side benefits of what we do is to help everyone else out, then we're all for it. And we're actively engaged, um, uh, educating our youth, getting more people involved. And uh, a lot of what we do in, uh, in our, our fishing aspect of the club is uh, some competitive events. It's friendly competition. We have uh, derbies every month from April to August. Correct me if I'm wrong, unless we got in September. August, right? Uh, yeah, we're looking at adding a uh, September derby this year up in St. Clair. Um, yeah, we uh, the St. Clair River has a very strong run in the fall. The walleye fishing gets really, really good in September, October, November. And, you know, there's times, just like any system, that, you know, the fish are jumping in the boat, and then there's other places you, you're wondering if there's a single fish in the river. Yeah. But uh, usually St. Clair River in September is a very, very solid fishery. And uh, we've talked with uh, a bait shop up there, Anglers Outfitters, who's uh, been a sponsor of ours for three or four years now. And uh, I just talked with him a couple days ago, as a matter of fact, and uh, he's very excited at the idea of something uh, 
up there in September. So uh, we're, we're looking at that right now. But um, we do have club derbies, and those are open to club members. We do, the, like Rob was touching on, from April to August. And those are for club members only. And uh, we go out, we fish. Uh, the fishing time from that is from 4 p.m. on Friday to 3 p.m. on Sunday. And then our weigh-in starts at 3 and ends at 4 on Sundays. And uh, that's really, you know, honor amongst friends. We're uh, bragging rights. You know, we get jackets and hats and plaques. And uh, we have a master's division and an open division. We also have a kid's division. And uh, we make sure every kid that comes out and fish makes sure that uh, they feel appreciated once they've uh, entered their fish and been out there fishing with the big guys. But that's uh, all part of trying to encourage mom and dad or dad to take the kids out and uh show them the sport of fishing absolutely it's it's uh, derbies are really fun i like them we all you know you got a group of guys out there we're all having a good time and trying to outdo each other you know and there's a lot of laughs at the weigh-in and stuff i really look forward to the august the august weigh-in because we have our picnic there and it's it's nice oh it's over at metro beach and uh they got the trailer all set up there and they got the picnic going on and i know we just try to outdo each other and it's i get good, a lot of good laughs out of it it's 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 a friendly competition. Oh, yeah. There's no money on the line. It's basically just all bragging rights, and you know we get like little hats or jackets as trophies at the end of the year. So it's not ultra competitive, right? Except for with Jeff, we oh, try no. and beat Jeff at all costs. <laughs> Come on now. But I'll tell you what. One thing, um, if if anything, if you guys want to learn this fishery, Detroit River, St. Clair River, Lake St. Clair. Come out to one of our weigh-ins, even if you're not a member. If, if you want to learn about what the, the right techniques are and where these fish are, hang out around these weigh-ins because it's a good opportunity to connect and learn from some of the best on the lake. You can come to a meeting, general membership meeting. Yep. A lot of talking going on there. Those are held uh, the third Wednesday of every month except November at the American Legion Hall in, uh, is that Mount Clemens? Mount Clemens. Clemens. Mount Clemens, yeah. Um, they're, they're a good time, a lot of good anglers around there, a lot of guys that fish the lake and the rivers, a lot of old-timers that the hand line and have those honey holes, and you could eavesdrop, maybe pick up a couple tips here and there, and just all around good time. Like Rob said, the, the weigh-ins are fun, and the meetings are fun, and you can learn a lot. Surround yourself with these, with these fishermen if you really want to learn. Yeah, it's all about the people you connect with, and you're going to grow as an angler if you surround yourself with, with guys that know what's up and that are passionate about uh, fishing. Some of your, uh, in my my experience you'll find some of the best and most loyal guys fishing partners and all around good people in this club so i encourage anyone to check out one of our general membership meetings um, lots of good things happening um, with that said i kind of want to talk about some of the events that we have coming up in the spring um, we have our our first major event for the club is our april derby but we're actually partnering with uh, another tournament that's happening on Sinbad's on the Detroit River. So I'll let the guys kind of chime in and talk a little bit about it. But it's a great partnership between um, a local business, um, a fun tournament that's based on camaraderie, and um, also getting us involved with helping with the weigh-ins and uh, encouraging people to get more involved in the fishery. Well, we're uh, joining with uh, Sinbad's there, as Rob was saying. And uh, radio station WCSX on uh, Saturday, April 21st. And uh, it's going to be a, a turn good tournament. They got uh, $3,000 for first place and 1500 for second and 1000 for third. Fourth is 600 
and right on down they they have a bunch of different prizes different prize levels and uh, we'll be doing the weigh-in for that uh, we have a tournament scale and uh, WCSX will be out there broadcasting and uh, we partnered up with them in the past and uh, it's always a good time they they come out and treat us like uh, you know their friends and family and they uh, do some giveaways, and uh, we have a little bit of games, and we get on the radio sometimes, and uh, it's, a, it's a real good time. And uh, they asked us to be part of it, as uh, the organizer of that event is Brad Smith. He asked us if uh, we would do the weigh-in, because we've been conducting these weigh-ins the past couple of years um, for our own tournament, and uh, adding he wants to add, a, I guess, a level of professionalism to it. Um, we have a very good reputation in tournaments and stuff. We run them fairly, and uh, we just want to try and uh, do what we can to help them have a good tournament and promote the sport of fishing. And uh, at the same time, we're going to be set up there the next day for our own weigh-in for our first derby of the year, which runs from April 20th to April 22nd. And uh, as I was saying earlier, our club members will be involved with that. And then... Uh, we, we have events. We, we will be busy fishing probably every weekend for the next three or four months after that. Um, just doing different events or just getting out with one another. Um, we do have what we call a trade a trip the week after that. That's a club event. And we bring guys in from Battle Creek, the other side of the state. We take them fishing. And then the following weekend, they're going to take us out on their boats on the other side of the state for hopefully some salmon and steelhead. And then uh, we'll come back on this side. And uh, a lot of my guys are going to start heading out into Lake St. Clair, even though a lot of the fish will still be in the river. A lot of my guys are going to be uh, on Lake St. Clair looking to find out where those fish have went, if they're in the, the lake yet or whatever, because we have a real big event ourselves. It's uh, going to be the fourth annual May Madness. And uh, that's a tournament that we have uh, been a part of since its inception. Uh, Dick Wovar and Ram Trucks came forward with the idea of a tournament out on the lake, and they said, hey, what can you do, or what can we do for a tournament? And we uh, we came up, we, we teamed up with a couple different bait shops, and uh, we've tweaked it, and we've got sponsors outside of Ram Trucks and Dick Wovar, and uh, this year we are, we are offering a top prize of $5,000 for the first place team. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Okay, yeah, it's $5,000 guaranteed. Okay. Um, for a day of fishing, you go out on the lake, You we start fishing. I believe uh, it's 6.30 is the fishing time? Uh, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. 7. 7 to 3. Okay. And uh, for a day of fishing, you can bring home $5,000 if you're uh, the lucky winner. And last year... The fish were caught on the American side, not very far out. Crawler harnesses, and they were all big fish. And uh, those guys came up, they fished the lake for a week. It was their first time on the lake, and they fished it for a week. And uh, they took home our top prize. And uh, our club did very well. Of the top ten, I believe six boats were from the club. Yeah. And uh, it's all guys using knowledge that they... They've learned and they share with one another, and uh, except on tournament day they don't. <laughs> kind of tight-lipped. Oh, yep. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be going down uh, on the 19th this year. Entry forms will be out starting 
March 6th or 7th. Today's the 6th. Today's the 6th. So, it, let's say the weekend. Uh, yeah, probably the 9th. 9th. We'll have, uh, the tackle shops will have them. We will have it up online shortly thereafter as well. Uh, entry fee is $200 for that. And part of that $200 is going to the club to support our uh, rearing ponds on Lake Sin or on uh, Selfridge Air National Guard Base. And then uh, also, it's, that's a very busy weekend for us. We have our uh, May, Derby. May Derby going from the 18th to the 20th. And uh, we have that weigh-in going on at Angler's Point Bait Shop, which is directly across from the Selfridge Boat Launch. Another one of my favorite weigh-ins because they bring out a taco truck. That taco yeah. truck is amazing. <laughs> if you want burritos, tacos, they got it all. And then it's the best around. Tastes like you're on the west side of Detroit. Real authentic. Can't beat it. Yeah. The owner, uh, Jerry and Sherry Ferguson. Uh, Very good people. Yeah, they're, they're great people. I spent about an hour and a half in there this past weekend talking with them. And uh, he he looks for a reason to hire that taco truck to come on over. And yeah. he... <laughs> He's walking around like somebody on Thanksgiving with it. You know, he's looking for the truck, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I love it when they come out there. They they treat us just like family out there, yeah. and uh, just very good people. And uh, you know, he, he seems to want it. They they don't seem to. They really do take care of their customers. I was in there just the other day, and uh, he was spooling up line for people, and guys come in and. You know, give him a hard time about, uh, you know, doesn't he have an employee that can be doing that? Well, his employee was busy packaging up jigs and baits for the upcoming walleye run. And uh, so we promote we promote his business. He supports us, so we promote his business on Facebook. And uh, on our Facebook page, we've been sharing all our different uh, tackle shops and bait shops that help us out. And, uh, it's kind of, you know, they, they support us, we support them. So, uh, and then there's other things that we do as well. Uh, we, we do have another tournament that comes up, and uh, it, it'd be two weeks after that, and it's called the Beausilier Memorial Tournament. Tournament oh, We do, it's a fun tournament. It costs you $20 to get in, and that gets you into the tournament, and it also gets you an all-you-can-eat walleye dinner out at the uh, Gilbert's, Gilbert's Sportsman's. Club out on Omo Road, and uh, the reason we call it the Beausilier is Bo was a founding member of the Lake St. Clair Wally Association, and he passed away a handful of years ago. And uh, I never met him, but uh, from what I was told, is he was one heck of a guy, and uh, he he actually helped get the Gilberts Club off the ground and our club, and. Uh, when he passed, they came up with the idea of this memorial tournament, and it's uh, this tournament's a little bit different. It's called a blind draw, and you bring one fish in, one fish only, and everybody's number gets entered into a hat. They pull three three numbers out of the hat, and those fish weights that are associated with those numbers, that's your team. They add those weights up, and then uh, the prize money's divided uh, with the top three teams getting all that, and uh, they have a raffle, and once again, the all-you-can-eat fish fry, and uh, it's a real good time out there. And uh, the money goes to both clubs to help support the various functions throughout the year. And, uh, you know, besides that, there's fishing every other weekend. Uh, we compete 
my, I have a lot of members that are professional fishermen. Uh, they'll be fishing the Cabela's Masters, uh, the Michigan Walleye Trail or Tour uh, with the Saginaw Bay Walleye Club. Um, and just we'll be uh, getting the boats out here. If A lot of my members already have their boats out. They've already got them wet this past week. So it's... Uh, Time's coming. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people are uh, itching to get out of the water and uh, just want to remind everybody to be safe out there. Absolutely. So, so with that said, I think it's a good time to start talking about spring fishing tactics, some of the things that we do on the rivers or maybe targeting pre-spawn fish on uh, Lake Erie or some of the other areas. But I, I do want to remind everyone, if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, check out our Facebook page. Just look up Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. And then our premier tournament, which we put on with uh, partnered with our local businesses, is May Madness. And look that up on Facebook, too, and stay up to date, and we'll be pushing entry forms and more information about the tournament through there. So, yeah, let's talk about spring fishing tactics. Everyone loves the Detroit River. I know all these guys at the table here are passionate about fishing the Detroit River, and they're some of the top sticks, if I can say so. Thanks. And um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I find that uh, I tend to start at the upper Detroit River, and sometimes I will go out there in March as soon as I'm able to not dodge ice chunks. Um, I'll get out there, and uh, me and my little 17-and-a-half-foot craft and uh, jigging. I, I like to start with live bait. Um, sometimes uh, scent is key, so when that water's colder, I'll use plastics and make sure it's marinated up nice. And uh, Your choice of scent, I like that walleye, uh, kicking walleye, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. That's good sauce. Um, tons of other good things about there. But let's talk about jigging, guys. I'll tell you what. That everybody, you know, when the spring run comes to Detroit River, everybody's going to the river and fishing. I'm not. I'm going right. I'm going to Erie. I'm going to go to Erie. I'm going to fish Brest Bay and Michigan Waters Lake Erie. Some of the slow troll cranks, uh, P10s, bandits, husky jerks. Probably do that for one or two weeks, and then, and then I'll work my way to the Detroit River. Uh, usually... The week before the Michigan Walleye Tour starts, I'm usually in Erie, slow trolling cranks. And then um, that week, a couple days before, usually the tournament for Michigan Walleye Tour is uh, first weekend in April. So usually last weekend of March, I'll be down there in Erie, and then I'll, and then I'll work my way up to the Detroit River. I usually start off with uh, fishing Lower River, Trenton, all the way up to, uh, I'd say lower to mid, Trenton all the way up to the mills. And um, usually this time, that, that time of year, the water is dirty, so I'm usually pulling wire Handlining and trying to find those holes and those big big hens laying in those holes and after that tournament I'm everybody usually sticks around but I'm gone I'm out I usually go to Lake St Clair and try to find something going on out there I just it gets too too much traffic over in that river for me so I just I kind of get out fish it fish the early 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 April and then I usually scatter well that that's the funny thing about the river is uh a, you know a joke the guys make. Uh, you know, Trenton Channel, how, how do you find it? Well, it's the, the place with the boats that you can walk from boat to boat if you wanted to. That's true. And uh, literally the boats, I, I've been in that the Trenton Channel there when the fish are in there, and we've had boats drift by us two and three feet away. It's like, wow, you know. And uh, I'm telling everybody, you know, give give each other space out there. You know, just because you see a guy catch a fish doesn't mean you should come right on top of him. But there's room for everybody, and... It's really easy to figure out where they're catching fish at. Um, or, you know, just because there's people there doesn't mean they're catching fish. Mm-hmm. So uh, find, you find your holes, like Jeff was saying, he's 
he goes into the lake a little bit, then he'll come into the river, and he'll do his couple tournaments there, and then he may get out of that river real quick. And uh, the river, you know, it hosts fish year-round. There, there are walleye in that river year-round. They're just in different parts, and different tactics work. Um, in the river, in the spring, it's typically jigging and hand-lining uh, small, uh, or not small, but actually uh, number like number nine, number 11, uh, Rapalas, full floating Rapalas. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, and uh, they'll fish those bigger ones, and because you got to remember, the uh, the young of the year haven't hatched yet, so the bait fish that are around are all pretty big from the previous year. So you're fishing a bigger uh, stick bait, and then uh, as the water warms. And at first, it's a daytime fishery. It switches over to a nighttime fishery for hand lining around the 1st of May, end of April. Um, as the water cleans and the weeds start getting out there and filtering a little bit, um, you don't have as much discoloration and stuff like that. Things start to grow. And uh, the jigging is uh, when the water's a little bit clearer, um, jigging will outdo hand lining usually. That's you look over to a good way to decide if you're going to hand line or jig. Look in the water. This is for daytime. If you look in the water in the daytime and you can see your prop, you know, foot and a half down in the water, jig. If you can't see your prop, get your hand lining equipment out. Yep. And um, those fish are right tight to the bottom in the river. They, walleye typically do not suspend in the river. The current is less. The closer you get to the bottom, the less current there is. So those fish are right on bottom, and that's where this uh, hand lining, if you're unfamiliar with it, um, you can look that up on YouTube. We have the, the club has quite a few videos on how to do it, and uh, it's almost unique to this area. It, it actually has spread to other areas, but uh, hand lining is kind of unique to the Detroit and St. Clair River, and uh, involves dragging a two pound, uh, a pound to two pound weight on the bottom of the river with uh, leaders of various lengths, and uh, some guys will put Rapalos out there, other guys will put small spinners with a hunk of worm behind them, and other guys will use spoons, and uh, spoons really work good. Um, clear water, uh, once the water warms up, and uh, the fish are a little more active, daytime, uh, spoons really catch a lot of fish in that river. And then uh, nighttime fishing, like I was saying earlier, that takes off, end of April, uh, beginning of May, and it goes year through all the way up to ice out. And, and that's uh, really neat too. Downtown Detroit at nighttime, fishing on the river with all those lights. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the city's great, and when you're on the river fishing and you see that nighttime, you just see all them lights and freighters going by, uh, real sneaking up on you real slow, and you see the Renston and all old Joe Lewis and all that. It's really neat. Yeah, uh, got some got some good memories of uh, fishing in front of Joe Lewis, especially the. Uh, in April. Yeah. The playoffs are going. Yeah, well, this was uh, 2008. I was out there in my little boat, and uh, it was I can't remember what playoff game it was, but uh, I, got a, I got a call on my cell phone. Hey, you were just on TV in front of Joe Lewis fishing. They said, hey, there's a, you know, they put a the camera, and there's a guy out there fishing. They were talking, and that was me. So uh, it, it's really unique, and, uh, you know, some nights the guys will be out there handlining in the summertime and listen to a ball, uh, Tigers playing. Yeah. And uh, very relaxing night there. And uh, viewing Detroit and Windsor and the Downriver area all through, all through at nighttime, it, it kind of... The bridge. 
yeah, the bridge is really something. Um, just a lot of different sights, and the freighters going by. You have a you have a thousand foot boat going by and barely making a whisper, and uh, it's it's really unique. It's a real unique experience, as I'm saying. I probably used that word about ten times now, but it, it's just something you have to go out there and experience. Um, and jigging, uh, we're, we're sitting here where we're doing the podcast. I'm looking at one of my jigs right now, hanging out of the mouth of a 10 pound uh walleye in uh, Tim's kitchen here. And uh, he caught that what three years ago now? Caught it April 11th, 2015. We were between Shane Park and the Renaissance Center. We Good caught catch. three fish that day, two of them were over 10 pounds, and the third one was seven. Nice. And they were all certified on a DNR scale at the uh, St. Jean launch because they were checking people. Yeah. Boy, does that memory stand out pretty good or what? He <laughs> <laughs> he could probably tell you what he had for for uh, lunch that you know day. What time it was when you hooked it? It was late morning. Late morning. And it was cloudy, yeah. sort of rainy, yeah, drizzly. Yeah. yeah, typical typical day in the spring. Yeah, it was. There really wasn't, you know, Rich was saying lots of boats. There really wasn't a lot of boats around us. There was probably only three or four fishing that stretch. And um, we caught them within an hour of each other, hour and a half of each other, right, almost in the exact same spot. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a point I was kind of making was, you know, you go on the weekend, you can walk from boat to boat. You go on a weekday, and you may have a mile or two-mile stretch of river to yourself. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, you're like, wow, is this the same place? And uh, you can really do some good fishing. And right there within sight of Detroit, I've countless limits of wall I've, I've uh, caught over the years. And uh, I've had my son out there all through the night fishing. We, we had a great time. And uh, quite quite a few uh, memories. And a lot of people, you know, you meet the, the different people you meet fishing. Oh, yeah. I feel like some of the best fishing on that river is when you're away from folks and there's less pressure, those fish aren't pounded on. And uh, Tim's story there kind of emphasizes that fact. I know a lot of guys talk about that, but that is that is one piece of the equation if you can find some females that are pre-spawned that haven't been beaten on. So Jeff kind of talked a little bit about some big lake trolling for the pre-spawn trophy size fish. and. I don't want to get him to divulge any trade secrets. He's a avid tournament fisherman, but tell us a little bit more about some of your trolling stuff. Do you like to use um, add-on weights like snap weights, or are you just long line? Um, you got to adapt to. I think you have to adapt to what what you what's going on at the time. You have to tinker around and and try many things when you're first starting off, and then you kind of fine tune that presentation and and um, and you'll have the key to to what. The, the key to unlock what's going to be, be be that day. So, you know, a lot of guys snap weight, you know, you can, you can do it all year long, but a lot of guys are snap weight in the fall and, then, you know, in the spring. They're trying to get those, trying to get those P10s and uh, stuff like that down deeper. Not, you know, you're, you're not trying to put out 150 feet of line. You're trying to cut that in half and, and, and get your bait down deeper with uh, less amount of line there is, you know. But, um, you know, I, I was saying that I usually fish – the lake before I go in the river, trying to trying to head off that that pot of fish that's the pot of fish that's trying to go up in the river and spawn. You know, I don't know, it's just something about catching a big walleye on trolling gear. You know, on a big you know on a crankbait like a bandit or something. To me, I think that's that's uh that's real fun. But also catching big fish like you know ten, eight, ten, 
11 pound walleye jigging too on a 6.6 you know medium rod or whatever size you use I mean that's they can get the heart pumping too but I don't know you know I mean the troll you know the big the, the big trolling stuff I snap weight here and there but you know I kind of like the long line a little bit I like to pull you know pull offshore boards and and put those husky jerks out there and the bandits out there and just see that board just squat just something about that board squatting back with a big fish on there I know you guys have all caught fish you know big fish down there in Lake Erie and Saginaw Bay, even Lake St. Clair. I mean, this past summer, I think, was the best year that I can remember I've had on Lake St. Clair. We've caught some real nice-sized walleye out there. And If you were at our August uh, Derby in, in, at Metro Beach, you've seen a lot, of, a lot of good fish come in. I mean, there was multiple guys coming in with, I would say, between 23 to 26-pound bags at least. Um, for six fish, that's, that's pretty good in August, if you ask me, on yeah. that lake. In, in the August Derby, I had a... It was over a five pounder, and I finished seventh in my division. And I had a fish bigger than five pounds. I mean, that's a five pound, six pound fish on Lake St. Clair is, is, is a really good fish. And we were getting multiple fish like that throughout the weekend, throughout the derby. And even before the derby, we were out there fishing. Um, it all started in May, in May Madness. I mean, we had pretty good bags. It was a, two May Madnesses ago, I think it was 30 some pounds for six fish, won it. And then last year it was like 23, 24 pounds, and that was on the American side. 30, 31 pounds, between 30 and 31 pounds, um, Robert Hoover, and then you were right behind him. For six fish? I mean, that's... Yeah, that's huge. That's, I mean, that's pretty good weight, you know, and that was on the Canadian side. That was two two years ago, I believe. Uh, last year, we stayed close, and uh, we were fishing spinners, and um, we caught some good, some good fish, some five, four and a half, five pound fish at the time of year, and then the week after that, two weeks after that, it just blew up, and we started switching over to crankbaits, and we were trolling, good side, we were trolling Smithwick top 20s and bandits and bigger stuff that you, refrontery hunters that you wouldn't normally typically pull on Lake St. Clair, not a lot of guys do, because they're afraid of those muskies, and uh, we were pulling some, some pretty good fish, I think my biggest fish last year on Lake St. Clair went nine pounds, yeah. just touched nine pounds. That that's a you know a lot of people they uh, they're you know the uh, crankbaits and a lot of guys think oh they'll cast them you know uh, we we troll them out there and uh, a lot of the colors these guys ask us well what do you use you know and well what what fish do you think those walleye are preying on at Lake St Clair that are are very abundant and that's yellow perch and shad yep. so your top two colors right there. You should have at least two or three perch-colored baits, and you know of every of every bait you're going to run, two or three perch-colored, two or three shad-colored. And shad is shad's real simple. It's uh, a dullish gray. Uh, some some shad they do put a little silver on them and stuff like that, a little black spot on them, and then yellow perch. There's different variations on the yellow perch. Some of them are you know, a bright metallic shine, others are a natural setting, and then uh, there's other ones that look more green, okay, but it's all that basic paint uh, scheme you're looking for, color scheme, and a lot of guys fish that same thing on spinners as well, and it's what the fish are normally feeding on. When that water's clear, your natural baits, like a, a perch or a shad, look like, uh, or, you know, that's what your baits look like, and their normal food, that's what they're going to go for. If they, if they identify that as their normal food that looks like it's running right to them, they're going to key on that. And uh, we have quite a few bait shops around the lake, and uh, 
every one of them supports the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. And uh, a lot of these guys have, not only do they have stock, but they also have custom baits that uh, guys like JT Lures, um, Warrior Lures, uh, Yak, Domka, they, they paint these baits up and have them out there. And uh, JT Lures is a sponsor of the club. And uh, for Maine Madness, he's going to be painting a lure special for us. And uh, we're going to get that lure in a few weeks here. Um, the paint job looks really cool on it. It's a little different color. I don't want to give it away just yet. But it is going to be uh, a natural and a hot color on both. So uh, be looking for that out there. Look on our website and our Facebook page. We'll have it in both places. But uh, those crankbaits, I I didn't run them too much. You know, I was always afraid to lose them to muskies. And uh, you know what? It seems when you do get a muskie on them, they hit the hooks in the back. They're not hitting the line. Whereas with a crawler harness, you get a muskie on, you're usually losing your gear because mm -hmm. uh, they cut the harness and they're gone. So, and it's, you know, it, it's all about fishing them out there. So... You can't be afraid to run crankbaits on Lake St. Clair. You're gonna, you're gonna lose, you're gonna, you're gonna lose them. You're, it's, it's inevitable. It's I lost happen. one all season, so it's yeah. really not that bad. No, you know, I mean, you're gonna catch a muskie. You're gonna, you're gonna do something. Something's gonna happen, but you just can't be afraid to run those crankbaits on Lake St. Clair because it'll pay off in the end. Trust me, it'll pay off in the end. I've seen multiple guys in the club do it. So as you can hear from what we've been talking about. Um, we have a quality fishery surrounding us on all fronts. Our, our home body of water is Lake St. Clair. And uh, you're hearing about these baskets that we're bringing in for six fish, quality fish, um, in excess of five pounds, sometimes up to eight or nine pounds. Uh, I've seen eight or nine pound fish come out in the summer, and that can definitely happen. So we have an outstanding fishery, and we're all about getting people connected and plugged into our club and enjoying this resource that, that we have. So with that said, why don't we talk about our next general membership meeting and kind of give a preview of that meeting and basically where to plug in and get involved in some of these things that we're talking about. All right. Our uh, next general membership meeting is March 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the American Legion Hall, Post 4, and that's uh, 401 North Grosbeck Highway in Mount Clemens. Um, Ethan Wright is going to be there. He'll probably take the stage about 8 p.m., and he's going to be talking about uh, cold water trolling for walleye. Um, Ethan is, I believe, from the Saginaw Bay area, mm -hmm. and he is a charter, he's a younger guy, he's a charter captain, and he's also a tournament angler. Um, he's on my Facebook feed, and I'm jealous because I'm sitting at work some days on lunch, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing uh, Ethan Facebook living, uh, reeling in fish down on Lake Erie or uh, up on uh, Saginaw Bay and uh, other places. And uh, he actually was in our May Madness tournament last year. I remember seeing him come in. He was one of the last boats inspected. And I, I don't remember where he placed or anything, but uh, he's coming in. He's going to be our speaker in March. And uh, we'll also have an update on, uh, like, our stocking ponds. And then uh, club members will be starting to submit their kids' names for kids' camp. And uh, our scholarship program, we are looking for people to award our scholarship to. That uh, We actually have $1,000 that we award, either uh, $1,000 or two $500 scholarships. We've been doing that for a couple of years now. 
and uh, the kids camp again that's a, a free camp we offer to uh, the kid the, the kids or the grandchildren of our members um, and we've been doing that since the club's inception and uh, it's all uh, a part of our giving back to the community and uh, their, our future generation so uh, we'll also be having uh, you know updates on other things throughout a any news happenings and DNR meetings and MUCC District 8 news um, and we also have uh, a couple of vendors that come out some of our sponsors uh, come out and they sell their stuff in the basement and upstairs we uh, we operate on both floors there at the American Legion Hall we uh, we try to keep the the speaking and like our raffle tickets our raffle tables we have a 50 50 and then a uh, raffle table with prize items on it and uh, that helps support the club we have that on the upper floor in the, in the basement we have a couple vendors down there we also have a bar with refreshments at it uh, you know serving uh, soft drinks heart uh, beer and wine uh, liquor and then also coffee and uh, We've been there for a little over a year now, and uh, it's a very nice facility, uh, good parking, uh, close to all the freeways. We're lo it's located within a couple miles of I-94, just south of Hall Road, about a, a mile and a half. And uh, then in April, we'll be having our swap meet. It's our annual swap meet, and we bring uh, used, uh, new, used, or unwanted uh, boating equipment. And, uh, some guys sell it, some guys trade it. Some even give it away. And uh, you have to be a club member to participate as far as selling items. If you want to come and check it out and maybe buy something, hook, find a deal, you do not have to be a member to buy, to buy anything. But to sell, we do require membership in the club. It's just, you know, something to help us uh, pay the bills there at the club, at the uh, American Legion and keep them going. So uh, we'll have more information on the swap meet at... Uh, on the Facebook page as the time gets closer. We uh, we try and do updates, keep everybody current with Facebook and Facebook Live and things like that. So uh, we do we do a lot of different things and uh, to, to support this club and to keep it going. We had a lot of uh, new sign-ups last month. Yeah, well, we get six new, six new members. Six new sign-ups puts our current membership at 260 members. 260 members, not bad. It was standing room only too last month, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, there wasn't a seat upstairs. Nope. So, uh... Pretty good turnouts. Yeah. And it's only going to get better throughout the year because, you know, once we start fishing, guys are going to start showing up to uh, to eavesdrop and get those get those secrets or find the latest fishing holes yep. or, or what's going on out there in the lake, so... Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tim mentioned earlier about being a bingo chairman, uh... I'm also on that committee, and then uh, Keith and Marilyn Critch, they're both uh, lifetime members of the club. Um, a couple other members come out, Don Murray, uh, Dave Harms, Teresa Shue, uh, Dave Goodfellow when he's in town. He's uh, He retired, and he, he moved uh, away. Up. He gets to spend a lot of time up north and over at his cabin over in Canada, but um, a lot of guys have come out, and uh, we do this bingo every Sunday, and we've been doing it for over three years now and it it takes up about six hours of our time Sunday afternoon we started about four and we're usually out of there nine ten o'clock at night and uh, it's been a very successful program for us um, and it does a lot of people go oh my god that takes up so much time but we have been able to do so much more for this club 
by having a successful fundraiser. And a lot of that is to the loyalty of our players that come out and support us week in and week out. And uh, a lot of them are out there just, you know, enjoying their time out, which has been going. We actually have a couple former members that show up. Uh, Walt, I can't remember his last name, but he shows up. And uh, a couple of our current members also, uh, Richard and Joanne Cook, they come out when they can make it. And uh, they're all playing bingo, having a good time. And we've been able to send more kids to camp, start the scholarship program. We bought a new tournament trailer. We've upgraded some of our equipment. We've invested in the future for the club as far as uh, we call it an investment account. And uh, we're just ensuring that we're there to preserve and protect our our past, our pastime, our, our passion, and uh, you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to take over. Maybe uh, you know, you know, it, it might sound like we're boasting or bragging, but we would like to be considered maybe the guardian of Lake St. Clair. You know, it's we want people to think that you know, if they have a problem out there, maybe they can come to us, and if we can't resolve it, maybe we can bring bring them to somebody that can help it help uh, figure out, you know, what, what we need to do to get something done. And sitting at home not doing anything is not going to get it done. So, you know, like I was talking earlier, this is your club, be part of it. So as we kind of conclude our first podcast here, I just want to ask a question for the guys. How do I get involved in the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association? Well, you got our website, www.lscwa.net. You can find our contact info and email on there. Look us up at Facebook. You know, just search Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. Um, all our contact info is in our newsletter, which you can find online and at all the local bait shops. Or the best way is come to a meeting, find a person with a brown board member shirt on, poke them in the chest and say, hey, I want to help. Help me out. You know, I want to be interested. I want to participate. And at that point, they'll direct you to me or Rich, and we'll say show up at Bingo on Sunday afternoons because we need help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we'll, we'll never turn away a volunteer, but uh, we do, We uh, and we'll never turn away an angler either. All our meetings are open to the public. You don't have to be a member to attend, but we would really like you to become a member. So if you would like, if you want to come check us out, March is going to be a great month to uh, learn some slow trolling tactics from Ethan. Yep. And then, uh, you know, you talk to the other guys. And uh, you know what? It, this is just like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like going to the bar. You know, you can... You can go there, and you can go sit in a corner and not talk to anybody, and you're going to go home and say, nobody talked to me. Yeah. Or you can walk up to somebody and say, hi, my name's Rich. Uh, I'm interested in uh, learning a little bit more about it. And, you know, we're a bunch of friendly guys. Um, some of my best friends are in this club now, yeah. and uh, people that I never knew before this. And, uh, you know, we... We fish with each other. We help each other out. We joke around. Like, uh, we really joke around with one another. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it, it, it's all that camaraderie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've introduced my fiance to the sport of fishing in the past year. And uh, she's had a great time with it. She's caught, uh, on Lake St. Clair, she's caught 
uh, walleye, bass, and catfish this past year. We didn't didn't get her hooked into a muskie yet, but I'm sure that'll happen this coming year. And uh, I think her, her most prized fish in the past year was the uh, three and a half foot barracuda we caught down in Mexico. So, uh, you know, fishing it, it's amazing that the diversity of people you meet fishing the river. There's you'll see little kids with uh, poles. You know, the river and lake, you'll see four or five-year-old kids fishing, and you will see people in their 90s fishing. Mm -hmm. All walks of life, you you know, it's just, it, it's a very diverse thing. Um, our club is very diverse, and you come down, and the only thing we all have in common is we may be, we, we all love fishing, and we all want to see it here and now and forever. So uh, come on out, check us out, see what we're about. Absolutely. So, yeah, great ways to connect with us. Show up to one of the meetings. Learn some more about fishing. Meet some of, meet some of us. We'll be happy to say hi and talk to you guys. And uh, most importantly, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast. And we look forward to putting more content out there and discussing the fishery, uh, what's going on on Lake St. Clair, and how we as a club are in engaging the local region and exposing people more to the joy of fishing. Well, that wraps up our first ever episode in March 2018. We look forward to putting out more episodes. Stay tuned, and more will be coming at you.